2023 is here. New Year, New Me is the phrase of the hour, and here at the Guild, we are no different. Our focus is not about us, but you, and not regarding you and God. You've heard this. Well, in this second half of Season 3 of Loading Screens, we will focus on you with God. What do you mean by me with God, I hear? Simple. As many hammer the art of giving, something we will discuss later this season, the Guild will focus on the power of God within you and building your life here on Earth. So how can we be an effective leader with Jesus and God as examples? Well, first, let's look at the two types of motivation for leaders. The first type is the responsible leader, a leader who wishes to serve and care about the people they lead. This is a person who will help their people develop better skills, get promoted, and take responsibility for their and their people's actions, either for good or ill. Now, the second type is the rewards-based leadership. Think 1980s narcissist manager. You've seen this leader in Harry Ellis from Die Hard. You don't remember who Harry Ellis is? Okay, let me let me have you listen to this one. Am I right? Hans. Booby. I'm your white knight. Yeah, that guy. Anyway you look at it, this person is in for themselves ready to trample up and coming leaders to ensure their status is greater. So, as a leader, or potential leader, there are two words you need to focus on here, and that is to serve and care. Now think on these two words. These words should be the core of your leadership ideology. When you lower yourself to serve, God can lift you up to lead. And it may not be seen by others directly, but many companies are benefiting from leaders like the responsible one we're talking about. As a leader, how can we affect this change to be a more responsible servant-type role? Well, let's just ask the man himself, Jesus. And he says in Matthew, Whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. That is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not to be served. And then to give away his life in exchange for the many who are held hostage. There's a lot of meaning behind this one passage, but it's important to dissect it to find the fulfillment of your leadership tone. Now, we're not going to go into too great of detail, but one of the things is that is at the core of this passage is a leader must serve their people. You know, we're not talking about like the book To Serve Man that you've seen in the old Twilight, episode, Twilight Zone episode. Service must be equal across the board. A male or female leader must serve their male and female uh, counterparts, uh, underlings, and upper echelon equally. Now, that is all well and good, but in today's climate, both sexes have a difficult time in this very service-oriented approach. Servant leaders are constantly ensuring that their people are rewarded or credited before the leader. Leaders as servants acknowledge your strengths and work on improving your weaknesses. Their goal is to make improvements for you to better your place in the company. While praise is good, servant leaders don't seek it. These leaders you know, are looking at praise, don't get me wrong, but the praise is passed to the people with them. And again, these leaders do not seek it, but when they are praised, 
they take it and say it couldn't be done without the benefit of my people. Now, a great leader also loves negative or constructive criticism, or negative constructive criticism if you want to put both together. These servant leaders know their limitations and are eager to improve their skills with others and in turn benefit the team they are on. They ask for how and why, as a leader, they can and should improve. This request goes both ways, whether a manager or underling, a leader seeks out peer, lower and upper echelon team members to continue to grow in their position and for the growth of others. And finally, servant leaders place God as the one source of approval, never their peers. While recognition is nice, don't get me wrong, approval for these types is not needed here on earth. They know that God is the final judge of their actions, and these leaders go out of their way to ensure that any action they take, God approves. And this includes the termination of employees. Paul said it best in his letter to the Philippians. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave. Became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredible humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. Now, hopefully we're not crucified when we die, but that is the legacy of a servant leader. Remembered for the deeds, the miracles, and service to others. Do all this without special privilege or even entering a cheat code. Jesus did this. He believed in his service and care for others before himself. Now, as I said earlier, the two words you should focus on as a servant leader is service and care. This is critical as we can lapse into a reward-focused leader through pride and fear. And you can see it as unrestrained pride in your elevated position and the subsequent fear of losing that position through demotion or even termination. These two evils will cause you to be a Harry Ellis. Am I right? Hans, Bobby, I'm your white knight. <laughs> Man, that guy is so greasy you can watch him slide on his hair oil into a room. But humor aside, act like Ellis, and your career can be easily terminated by a Hans Gruber. And that is just a messy way to go. Until next time.